Stay up on the real culture of Detroit by tuning in to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network weekly. Music, art, business, comedy, and never-before-told stories from the people of Detroit. All right. Welcome. Today we have Kari Frazier of Detroit yes. is Different in the studio today. And my co-host, Miss Gigi. How you doing, Gigi? Hello, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I am Sharia Ayers, and I am a guest host Mm -hmm. for um, Detroit is Different. So let's get right into it, Mr. Kari. Um, Also, by the way, just shout out to Kari because all the time, anything I do in regards to the culture or even if it's just talking trash or needing somebody to bounce ideas off of, like he is my go-to. Love this guy. Love you. Anyhow, yes, my right. love for Sharia as well. Yes, good times. Uh-huh. Um, good times, good people. All right, yes. so with that, tell us about how Detroit is Different came about. All right, so in that, in conversations, like most people, uh, I have opinions on everything. I got to take on so much in life. And so many people push me always to be like, well, you need to do your own thing. You need mm-hmm. to do your own thing. So two people key in particular and also rest in peace my mom would mm-hmm. always say this as well but latoya henry mm-hmm. and rest in peace dolores bennett as well were two of the people that always say you need to get your own thing you need to get your own thing because i'll galvanize a conversation depending upon what it's about and i was already a fan of podcasting so i said let me let me add a podcast to this new form and platform for my hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And that's how Detroit is different all started. Uh, initially, I didn't expect it to go what it became like most times, mm-hmm. but it's always been fun uh, introducing people to some of the things that I know. And that's why my opinions are so strong, because <laughs> I meet other cool people and just mm-hmm. interesting people. So it's like, what if how do I introduce the world to these people that I meet? that I think have a unique story to share. And that's what this podcast and this forum started off as. And now it's blossomed to so much more. Okay. So before I have two questions, actually. Mm -hmm. So, but let me go back to the actual title of Detroit is different. Yeah. Because that kind of connotes that people lump Detroiters in a box. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more as to why you decided that title. All right, shout out to another one of my friends, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, I was going to make it Detroit's different. And then he was like, nah, that's kind of clunky and kind of stupid. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> thank God, because it would have been, I don't know how to put an apostrophe in there or whatever. Yeah. But it became Detroit is different mm-hmm. upon his suggestion because the lumping is the fact that I believe that the Detroit story for a lot of people is like they they paint a broad brush mm-hmm. uh, where it's some it's a very cliquish culture in the city of Detroit. Yeah. So you can live in Detroit for like 60 years and not even know that it's like a whole motorcycle club culture connected to Detroit mm-hmm. or that it has such a strong Polish history here right. or that like the Pan-African movement exists with tens of thousands of people that mm-hmm. go back and forth from Detroit to Africa every year. So that's really what it was. It's the fact that like it's these different movements of people, you know, mm-hmm. the house move music movement. Um, you know, the bowling league of men yeah. and women that are black, like, you know, that are like have been in this for like decades, mm-hmm. you know, where you'll just go in a bowling alley like on a Tuesday night and you'll be like, why are all these people in here? You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? No, it, I feel it's, you. it's 
that feel. You know, the people playing horseshoes over in Rouge Park. Like, it's so many, like, little. Yeah, or the Cowboys. The Cowboys. And, yes. yes. Very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Over in Rouge Park, too. Like, you know, uh, the Buffalo Soldiers uh, mm-hmm. over in Fort Wayne. Like, you're like, oh, who are these? You know, and yeah. you're just thinking. Uh, if you just sit in your own zone, it's just the people yep. on your block, you know what I'm saying, going to the store in Coney Island mm-hmm. here and there. But it's a lot of different, unique things in the midst of a regular city, quote yeah. unquote, that happened in the city of Detroit. That's so true. And you're right, because just from my own exposure, like... I didn't even know about like the rap scene here yeah. and just like going to ciphers that I it was like obscure buildings. Right. I'm like world what? Yeah. That exists. Or quilters. Like I learned yeah. about them and just like you yeah. said, it's just so much, so much. But yeah. I wanna go back to what you were talking about in regards to being encouraged to do your own thing because mm-hmm. since I've known you, you've been doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been a social entrepreneur? Ah, yeah. Now, that's a term that I am embracing more. I actually want to work on a workbook for that, like mm-hmm. in the fall. Um, and, and happenstance, like people give you the word and it's like, oh, yeah, that is what I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I guess I do do that. Uh, so for a long time, uh, I didn't really embrace it the same way because I didn't know what I was doing as much as I knew I wanted to do something different. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and different meaning that what made sense to me didn't make sense to other people. So I knew it was just naturally different because mm-hmm. like how I interpret stories or when I hear something, it's like I'm putting my mind or like put two things together. I think a lot different than how other people will put two things together. Mm-hmm. So so with it, uh, you know, uh, even performing music myself, it, it was like, OK, we have to perform, make the music. Why don't we make our own show? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And I'd be sitting around in a room with my friends like, OK, I just want to rap. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do a show and I don't want to produce it. I don't want to release. I, I just want to sit around and rap, you know, mm-hmm. but it never was like that for me. And then it was like, OK, let me package this with a band. That way I can change the feel. Mm-hmm. And if I bring a band, let me bring in singers like I was always leaning towards something more creative. Even when I was a child, like pan- playing with toys, it would be like, you know, G.I. Joe. And then I take a box and then it's like G.I. Joe has a house and G.I. Joe has like, a you know, a job or something like <laughs> what was going on. It's like the Sims or something uh, with playing with toys. But uh, taking things to the next level mm-hmm. was a natural for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when it came to Detroit is different, bringing it to the next level. Uh, the the adage of like my best opportunities have come from connecting people to other opportunities. Mm, So as I've started to really crystallize that these Mm -hmm. new initiatives come about uh, and these new initiatives bring other people into my creativity and then we start sharing in creative energy, which brings about like something else. It's like it, 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 it it's like you 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 cooking something and now it's not like just me and you making like if I make chicken on my own it's different than me and you coming together to make some chicken now we season it better mm-hmm. then we bring your mom in there and then we bring your sister in there and then mm-hmm. we bring my dad in there now mm-hmm. the chicken gets better every step of the way right 
it's funny you use chicken. Real yeah. Chicken, <laughs> greens, uh, you know, and, and I think that's how these recipes, that, that's why I think certain food is so good, like those home recipes, because I mean, people start adding their little, oh, no, 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 we're going to put some, uh, you know, you got to put right enough Old Bay in there. You know what right, I'm saying? It's right. like these weird seasonings, like, Everybody what do you use Old thing. Bay for? Like, you know, like, I don't yeah. even know what this stuff tastes like. Exactly. You know? The first time I had Old Bay wings was maybe this year I yeah was that's like, what i'm saying but like, like you like, said <laughs> it's a different different feel from a, a different um mm-hmm. different culture i'll say and when i say culture like one of my friends he had it at his game night but he said mm-hmm. he got the recipe from somebody who was from baltimore because they put old bay on everything yeah. or something so i don't know but you're right um but that is interesting though because not a lot of artists have the duality to be a business person and a -hmm. creative like entity and and i just find that interesting when you say that because you know you're using various parts of your brain with being able Mm -hmm. to take what you've imagined and what you've created and and actually make it applicable you know so i just wonder like what things can you share with us or with other artists who may have trouble with making their ideas and dreams a reality um, it's a long journey, you know, it's a long journey, uh, of most of the creative things I've done. I don't know if it's what it is or maybe just where I'm at right now in life and I can look at it more. The most creative thing I think I've done is, is this garden that I started mm-hmm. last year because mm-hmm. my dad was like, we got land, we need to grow food. We don't know what's going to happen with COVID-19 and, mm-hmm. you know, relying on the supply chain and I, all logical things. Right. But in the garden, I learned a lot about just the sunlight, the watering. You got to let it grow. And even when things mess up, you know they're still good. Like I can reuse some of the soil. I can reuse some of the leaves that break down. Like, you know, something may not happen on the timetable that I'm thinking, but they all added to where I'm at now. Those interactions with the graphic design I made with somebody 20 years ago are still interactions that help me and lead me to interacting with a client today or another artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would tell any artist, you know, be bold enough to to go there. Uh, Mm -hmm. I saw a quote and quotes stick with me sometimes. Sometimes they they waver and I make my own quotes when people walk up the steps like Mm -hmm. those are quotes that that stick to me a whole lot more. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's given or whatever. But one of it was, you know, and I saw Mark Wahlberg by this, but he said, I never had a dream that fit within my budget. Mm-hmm. And I take that in because money matters. It's one of the first things, you know, what's the budget for this? What's the budget for right. this? That's a classic question. But to limit ourselves naturally where we're not even going to entertain the creativity of it, right. uh, where it where, where that means that we are no longer enabling what could be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe I'm not able to build Cedar Point, but I may be able to start with a slide over here. Mm-hmm. And then that slide grows into something because I'm sure the roots of Cedar Point was not, you know, wasn't the Millennium Force. You know what I'm right. saying? It was probably like the the corkscrew or whatever that real old uh, yeah. roller coaster was for like 30 years. <laughs> and then that. it's like, all right, now we got the Magnum in 1985. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you have to have a starting place mm-hmm. and be willing to start in that starting place with intention. Mm-hmm. It may not be everything that was in your head. But start there with that starting place and intention and then grow with capacity. And the things that I've, I don't want to say failed at, but the things that I did not uh, continue at 
the most or, or stick to is follow through the most are the ideas I believe where it was just massive capacity. It took mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. at that point in time for me to pull off. You know, mm-hmm. I have to interrelate things, hence bringing people together, bringing yeah. resources together. You know, it's a lot if I have to basically drop everything over here and then pick up everything and do over there. Whereas if I got I'm already outside in my garden. Right. I'm going to be watering the garden. I'm going to be cleaning and paying more attention to this lot. Mm-hmm. I really got a love for this content creation. For me to invest more in my garden, I got to naturally involve the content creation. So now it's a symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. where it, it can grow simultaneously instead mm-hmm. of feeling like, well, I garden from three from from six o'clock in the morning to two o'clock and then I turn my gardening mind off and then at two thirty to mm-hmm. you know ten o'clock at night I'm a content creator. Like that always is where I don't flourish the most. Okay. I flourish the most when I bring life together and I can grow it mm-hmm. together as opposed to, you know, taking on too much at yeah. one point in time that are I'm trying to keep mutually you know, separate, mutually exclusive. That's that's a valid point. I mean, even doing all the planning and stuff that I do, like yeah. I usually compartmentalize everything because mm-hmm. at any given time I got two and a half jobs and working on something else. But you know, like, yeah. Whereas I try to bring it all yeah, together. I'm, like, I'm, I'm I'm like, let's gumbo this. Like, let's how do gumbo I get? It. Yeah, how do no. I get this in here? And, right. You know, I, let's throw in some crab. And you got sausage <laughs> and you got greens. And it's like, what's that pepper? It's gonna yeah. go in here. And it, you know, we're gonna make a stock and we're gonna pull it all together. Like, nah, mine is definitely a salad like you pull one thing out add its own unique flavor yeah so kudos to you for that yeah for sure Uh but anywho let me go to so let me ask you this okay Mm -hmm. you were you were talking about the quotes and how you just make your own quotes up right Mm -hmm. and i just want to know like what would G.I. Joe house building Kari Hilarious. tell <laughs> 30-something year old Kari. Yeah, what am I? How old am I? It's like, you be so old, you forget how old you are. It's like, damn. I'm the, that's why I said 30-something. People you think know, you, I want to put your business oh, out I'm here. here. I'm 38. You know? I know I'm 38. <laughs> but it's like, you sometimes forget. People think you lie. like, damn, how old am I? Right. But, you um, do forget. But, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> what, what would a young Kari tell old Kari? Like, what would that quote be? Have fun, like most kids. Have fun. Like, when I was a kid, the the focus of life was maximizing how much fun I could have. Mm, mm-hmm. And that even involved others sometimes. We had something, uh, we, me and my sister and the other kids on the block, we started something based on my parents doing stuff. Like, my parents were a part of BDPA, Black Data Processing Association. And data processing for people that, uh, well, pre-internet, <laughs> data processing was something that a lot right. of people did. And they galvanized this organization and they it grew. were the computers. Yeah, they yeah, and computing Excel, things. Right. Yes, exactly. It's like you know, it was not the same way. So you needed, you needed that, and they they made it like this real cool thing. So we created something called Black Backyard Club BYC, right? <laughs> and like dudes were like fifty cents a month or something. Like we were doing stuff like that as kids. Uh, you know, a joke that uh, me and my sister, like you know, we were so influenced by our parents. Uh, just and not even explicitly telling us. But the first business I had, we had a fly swatting business, me mm-hmm. and my sister in this house, in my grandma's house. And we <laughs> made a flyer with probably things were misspelled and everything with uh, <laughs> with Crayola crayons. And it was like it was like 25 cents a fly. Mm-hmm. 
And our first, uh, and the first person, our first client was Milton Henry because my my grandma knew Milton Henry, and, and, uh, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm gonna give you some money, young man." And like, you know, those big hands, you know how them old dudes like put money like right in the center of your thumb. It was like, "What are you doing?" And then, they, and then they, you fold it up, and it's like, That's "Take that, good. young man." And you gotta like, hold it tight. <laughs> and then it's like we we following him around in the kitchen for like. Uh, for 30 minutes which is an eternity in the mind of a child to try to see if a fly is by this man you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying but we were always looking to mimic what we thought was cool right. how do we get that to be cool uh and being creative okay. now my sister's creative vision is way more like i think i create with the idea of bringing in a whole lot of others and and building with others whereas i think dar creates more from a vision of like, I'm gonna create it and then present it to people. Mm, like with our mm-hmm. animation, you know, uh, like Sky Princess that's on Amazon right now, watch that. Vivica Fox does voiceover in it okay. and other people and everything. But um, hers is more like, I'm gonna create it and then people will view. Whereas my thing is like, let's bring you in the gumbo. Let's bring you in the creative mm-hmm. mix as well. Mm-hmm. Let's be creative together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, young me would say, have as much fun as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And if you have fun, you're in the right direction. So how has your interaction like with your sibling um, pretty much shaped who you are? Because, I mean, having siblings myself, like you become a type of person mm-hmm. based on the fact that you grew up with these people, you know, like. And not just my sibling, just my block. You know, okay. Clements, where everything's going to happen this summer, uh, well, what we're going to do the podcasting outside and performance. Uh, at a young age, I was, and this this goes into a podcast I just recently had. I was interacting with so many other kids because mm-hmm. this was a neighborhood full of like families and kids. So mm-hmm. like, you know, Kenny Boy, Paradise, Don, Juan, Lily, April, Nino, uh, Renita, Brian, Andre, Big Andre. You know what I'm saying? Little Brian, Taya, uh, like. We were interacting with at least just with this block and and up Clements. It may have been like about 60 kids. Mm -hmm. So and interacting with all these different people at a young age, you know, nobody gave me the jargon for it. But Mm -hmm. I had to develop a lot of like interpersonal leadership skills. Right. You know, with like a trip, as I used in the lab, like going to the corner store. Knowing that, okay, he ain't got no money. So he ain't got no money. He either going to cry or steal some chips and we'll never be able to walk in this corner store again. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to run into that problem. So, right. like, how do we, how do I, like, you know, if, like, like if the corner store is, like, 50 paces away, how do I get everybody to say, you know, yo, let's just get a big bag of uh, this together. Because mm-hmm. if we all choose 25 cents bags of chips, right. we all ain't going to eat chips. Nah. You know, so I'm thinking this at like a young age, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't enough people to play basketball. What sport do we play? How do we how do we figure this out? How do we maximize our fun? By thinking of maximizing fun, it just naturally made me develop empathy, you know, because I'm really thinking for myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because that, that that's a form of leadership. Mm-hmm. Like you were trying to make sure everybody could have an experience, could eat, could play, you know. Yeah. So you was kind of like the, the baby papa. <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, you have to think like that. Because yeah. if you outside playing hide-go-seek, and people notice, and the ice cream truck comes, mm-hmm. if you don't manage the ice cream truck situation, then a fight going to break out, and it's going to ruin the game of hide-and-seek. Right. Cause right. somebody, or you anything. Know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody going to order a strawberry shortcake, and then somebody going to get a popsicle, and everybody else ain't going to eat. And it's right. going to be like, man, get 
this game. And then, you know, kids is fighting. And then after a fight, it's like, oh, man, hide and seek ain't fun with three people. Right. And we had five people before, but, you know, the two people that fight obviously went in and, you know. Yeah, just trying to be a mediator. Exactly. Right. Whereas if I can get the group to come to a consensus on red popsicles, we can keep playing. Mm-hmm. You know? That's real. That's so real. Right. I'm listening to you talk about, like, consensus and, like, collaboration, the gumbo, the mm-hmm. chicken, all the seasonings and all this stuff. And it sounds like, you know, growing up here, you just, you've developed, and, and with Detroit is different, you're developing all this, you know, connectivity, lots of connections. And I guess I'm wondering, like, and this is a question that one of your colleagues, Raina, wanted me to ask as well. Um, what, like, would you say truly connects you to Detroit, you know? Like, would you ever, would you ever leave? Would you ever move? And like, why or why not? What, how are you connected? Okay, I get access a lot. And when I was younger, it would be like more thing like, I am Detroit, so I'm here. Like, I mean, <laughs> in reality, it's, it's, it's kind of branding. Um, it's branding that connects to it, but it also what it, what it means to me and what it represents. Uh, I am realistic to know that uh, some of some of my friends and some of my friends definitely from childhood had different experiences and have a different relationship with the city. So I'm, I'm honest enough to, to know that I can romanticize and connect to the city differently than others, but uh, everybody does not have that experience of what that potential is here. Some people feel trapped here. Some people don't want to come back here. Um, some people, um, what would I say? Some people have had some very traumatic experiences connected to Detroit. That has not been my Detroit story. Uh, my best successes, my most fun, my my uh, w- when I when I go to sleep, I'm I'm thinking like I can drive now at 38 down most freeways, and I can tell you like stories from each exit. Like if I'm driving from the lodge, like. Linwood, really, we can start downtown from the lodge all the way to where the lodge ends at Northwestern Highway. I can almost tell you a story about each exit both ways of like, oh, man, I remember going to this girl's house. I remember we went to a party over here or I remember this was a studio over here. And same thing, like 94, 75, like Detroit has certain landmarks that just tie me to great experiences. So my connection to Detroit is really the people and the experiences that I've shared here that have added to uh, the joys of my life and it, the same way that a person that may have been through something traumatic I've been through something what's the opposite of trauma um joyous I have joyous occasions mm-hmm. I don't know if that is the technical uh clinical opposite of trauma <laughs> as much as it's talked about nobody talks about the opposite but all of that is what shapes my Detroit experience you know mm-hmm. um you know, Heart Plaza. It's like it's a certain feeling I get just walking around Heart Plaza and nothing even needs to be happening because I remember Heart Plaza as a kid going mm-hmm. through the water. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in swim trunks mm-hmm. or, you know, the fireworks or African World Festival or like these different experiences. Whereas, you know, to another person, it's just like mm, this park ain't as good as, you know, Central Park, where it's like. If I go to New York and I go to Central Park and I've been there, it's like I don't have the the experiences there aren't the same, you know. Mm. Yeah. You know, South Side of Chicago where my uh, where my aunt roof was, you know, it was cool, 
but it wasn't the same. Like, you know, my family in Cincinnati, cool, wasn't the same. Those family reunions, some of those experiences was cool, but wasn't the same. Detroit is so many different experiences. Like even in um, these different blocks, you know, driving down Dexter, uh, I remember when Dexter looked differently than it is today. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, that was a McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or that was a this or that was a that. That was where they had the Mortal Kombat 2 arcade game. So we walk up in there mm-hmm. and play Mortal Kombat 2. Like mm-hmm. I I got these different experiences just connected to the city of Detroit that just triggers like such a feeling of like, yo, this is this is cool. This is this is where I want to be. And I'm not gonna get that any other place. That's real. So let me ask you this. Good question too, TG. <laughs> me too. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um so listening to you talk about Detroit, like, and mm. you're you're an artist, of course. So if if there was an album about like you and Detroit's love story, one, what would it call? Mm. And then what would it be called? Excuse me, or titled? And then two, tell me what the first three tracks would be about. Okay, and my my projects all have like a like damn near like a gospel meaning. I didn't mean it to be like this. My first two, preaching to the choir, and if Detroit were heaven. So that song is kind of along those ways because mm-hmm. uh, I was introducing people to Detroit, like if Detroit were heaven, mm-hmm. you know, um, as people label me as a conscious rapper, which is weird because it's like, what's an unconscious rapper? <laughs> you know, and I've had debates about that. But like, <laughs> I think um, we know him. <laughs> it's my love for hip hop. It's like, no, nah, that's what the brother meant. Sometimes he want to be on lean. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but some of them but, don't uh, even say lyrics. But, I know, but you know, know I mean, I it's, digress. It's, it's, yeah, Go ahead. Like, but I introduce people to, you know, if Detroit, what happened? Would Coleman Young woke me up, welcome me to the front gates? You know, Irma Henderson would take me to where children play. So that song, I think, was an imaginative look at what Detroit is in my mind of mm-hmm. like a Detroit heaven. So I, I think, you know, I, I'm been sitting. My last project was 2015. So I'm probably I'm definitely due up. Usually it's like seven years. So mm-hmm. next year I'm probably going to release some music. I just don't know how and what. And I want to tell a different story of mm-hmm. of my experiences um, for Detroit. I definitely want to tell some of the stories of like just dating in Detroit. You know, like getting <laughs> a girl's number, like That's those a whole cool places. Series there. <laughs> uh, I want to tell the stories of you know. I, I think cars have a unique relationship with Detroit, as you need a car here. Yeah. So some of those, like, sure. having a car in the city of Detroit, driving different places, you know, car breaking down on you, what that looks like, you know, yeah, and taking me. a bus in the city of Detroit, what that experience is. And finally, I think I want to tell some stories about how my family introduced me to other neighborhoods okay. and other things in Detroit. Because you know how your cousin's house is or your aunt's house. It's, right. it's like a whole nother world <laughs> when you're a kid, you know? I know. I used to think driving to the east side was so long when yes. I was a kid. Like, we had cousins over there on Pilkey and Shaner. Like, where are we at? Exactly. You know like what a I mean? whole nother world. I took a whole nap, and we still not there. But, <laughs> but no. So so your tit- would you entitle the album, like, If Detroit Were Heaven, or what would you call it? Mm, so Preaching to the Choir was one. If Detroit were heavenwards too, I think oh, I, I thought would that was do, the name of the tracks. That was the track and the it, it was oh, like okay. track my bad. and my bad. Uh, I know exactly. <laughs> Get familiar with the catalog. Gotcha. Spotify me. I'm just messing with you. 
you know, the rapper <laughs> energy. Hashtag this, hashtag that. You know. Right. Um, I probably would want to name it. Hmm. It's like I wanted. I wanted to like kind of play on that song. It's so fresh. So mm-hmm. let's go with it's so fresh. It's so fresh. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's what's up. All right. So with that, <laughs> it, I want to explore this whole dating piece because I always think it's fun. Okay. Yes. Right? Yes. We talk, I mean, we talk about Detroit is different, and yeah. you talk about the uniqueness. Mm-hmm. I I was having this talk with my sister literally Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> That was yesterday. Good grief. <laughs> but no, that's, how, that's how it be when yeah. you're getting in your 30s. Like, right. Be like, getting it was loud. When was right. I? Right. Like a moment know. ago. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. Exactly. So uh-huh. we were talking about how we think back in the day, and, mm-hmm. and our back in the day, of course, is, is different from others, that the selection in regards to dating or eye mm. candy, as you might say, was different. You know, like we we felt like we had more diverse groups of women when we were in our heyday versus like now. And this all came about because we went to my cousin's 30th birthday party and mm. everybody literally like all the men had locks and tight pants on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then the women all had the same like makeup palette and mm. lashes and waist mm-hmm. trainers, you know, and weave. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not against weave at all. But, you know, again, just it, it seemed like a cookie cutter type of situation for the men and the women. Mm. So, given that you talk about your unique experiences and even dating in Detroit, how do you think it varies or how unique has that experience been? Um, I don't know, because I talk to my cousins in Chicago and, mm. and it's some similar. I, I think so much of it in Detroit, like I say, it's different because it's niche. So I don't know who your cousin is, but just based on like the layout of what you gave, I'm sure like your cousin was the person that went from like this bar to that bar to that bar and now they at this bar. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, you have different cultures, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let's put it like this. If you're the type of person to go to the white party, I would expect your Detroit experience to be in this zone. And if you're the type of person that goes to, like, um, you know, if you're if you're a part of the We Run the City crowd, your mm-hmm. Detroit experience may be that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I do think it it's, it's it, it, depending upon where you're traveling and how you're traveling, it will change some of these looks and it can seem so the same, but it's just more so because your circle mm-hmm. is who your circle is. And and then you may meet a person in passing, but just because you meet them in passing don't necessarily mean you like socialize with them. Like right, socializing you, you is different. You have socialized with a lot of different And that's where I'm saying. Of people. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> so. I would say like there are certain looks that look mimicked but there are also places where it's like, okay, you don't know what you're going to get in here. Like, classic yeah, place the, for a the, party. The mimic looks, they ain't had nothing to do with your dating experience. <laughs> I wanted to know yeah. what what has been unique to your experience with dating women <laughs> in these niches. You know okay. what I mean? Hilarious. Because uh, the whole thing is, I don't care what nobody say. We know they look like, and I might be getting old, whatever. But it is what <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it depends on, on the field, how I meet her and where I meet her. So... Uh, and it's been cool. I think so much of it is really kind of based on where my energy is at the mm-hmm. time. You know, what I'm focused on, like if 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 my like where my motivation is definitely as an entrepreneur, it's been it's been tough of a journey to just establish where I'm at in self. So mm-hmm. my presence of mind just all the time. I may not necessarily be as focused, but if I'm focused back to like that kid level, if I'm focused on having fun and sharing an experience, 
we gonna vibe out damn near wherever we choose to go. Okay. Uh, but part of that wherever we choose to go depends on the woman I meet. It's like mm-hmm. if I meet her and I feel like, okay, I, would she like to go to this uh, conference? You know what I'm saying? Would she like to go to this, you know, Islamic rights conference that I'm gonna go to anyway? Mm-hmm. We can vibe out. We can talk about it. It was like, okay, that was a cool feel. Did you like that? You know, uh, did you like the falafel or was it not good? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then if I'm, you know... With, with somebody that's more into like I don't smoke trees but if they smoke trees I get invited to like all types of like marijuana events especially now it's like hey you want to go to this thing over at you know uh, Russell Street uh, Russell Street Bazaar mm-hmm. which is definitely going to be a whole nother culture of Detroit mm-hmm. you know damn near from floor to floor uh, you know, we can vibe out on that. It's like, okay, was them good trees? Was they bad trees? How, <laughs> how do you even know what's good or what's bad? You know what I'm saying? So, so I've had I've had I think I've had really great experiences mm-hmm. with women in the city of Detroit. Um, you know, love black women. So, you know, and, and this mm-hmm. is predominantly black. And they had different variances that they've introduced me to different stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're about mm-hmm. to go to this boat party, you know, by the Deltas or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I would have never come to this if I weren't <laughs> invited by you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, it's it's more so you know um, going beyond just like the casual encounter mm-hmm. of you know what's surface and and going deeper and really you know venturing into like what's the kickback what's the what's the casual what's the socialize mm-hmm. of this group you know what I'm saying and uh, yeah certain people I just know if I go to their birthday party. I haven't. I don't want to say I just know, but I have a strong inkling <laughs> in my in my mind of what to expect, depending upon just the other makeup of of what it is. If you right. you know, were you the person driving the car that almost everybody else want to drive, and mm-hmm. you know, you got on Cardi, do you keep Cartier lenses? Then I expect when I come to your birthday party, the the women and men that will be there, and also the the drinks to ask for at the bar, right. because You're gonna you know, get it's like okay, buffs. yes, let me go to. And, you know, I know I can ask for this here. And then if you're mm-hmm. more into like, you know, craft brew and all that stuff, it's like, OK, this is going to be a different feel. So I know <laughs> what we're going to get out here at this crowd. You know what I'm right. saying? You're going to ask me to go to a bonfire next. And you know, that's cool, too. But that's it's just different, you know? Right, right. So, I mean, and that's real, I guess. But like I said, you're right. Everything you said was, was correct. Like, even though people may look similar, they may have very very different experiences and backgrounds and that's that's yeah, for sure I, but i do think that a certain t- just just naturally like we we and when i was rapping like even though i embraced the differences and being mm-hmm. unique it was mm-hmm. different within a certain realm you know right. i never like we used to always say like you know what happened when the the, the rapper in the polo shirt that was something we used to say <laughs> right. pre-Kanye West. Right. Because it's like, when you see the rapper got on stage, like, yeah, in, in 2003, when you saw a rapper on stage mm-hmm. with a polo shirt, you'd be like, mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> nah, nah. Nah. And then, you know, Jay-Z and Kanye and right. rappers is in buttoned-ups and polo shirts now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, oh, okay. It, you know, time shifted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and, and I don't know. Yeah. Now, you know, rappers like Sada Baby. You know what right. I'm saying? Red, red, red locks and, 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 you know what I'm saying? And, and tight and pants. All, yeah, and tight pants. Like, you know what that's I'm saying? What I'm that's, saying. The, <laughs> that's the feel. That's the that feel right now. You know what I'm saying? Right so, yeah. so, you know, I mean... It is what it is. Right. And and let me just be clear. I'm not opposed to tight pants and locks Mm -hmm. or 
waist trainers and same faces in regards to makeup palettes. But just saying, you know, I just I just felt like in our day you had like your you were gonna get like a plethora of different looks to me. I don't but know. You know. It was it was like summers. The it was the summer of the jersey dress. It was the summer <laughs> of the leggings. Yeah. It was the summer Always of trends. the. Uh, it was the summer of the. I'm gonna cut my tee up real creatively. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? But but yeah, part of trends. this is like the cultural. Yeah, it's the right. it's, it's the cultural vibe. You know what I'm saying? Box braids was back one time, and now they out. Like you know, it's you know putting streaks in my hair, and then it's right. like okay, the first woman you saw with streaks, oh that's dope, and then you see woman thirty mm-hmm. with streaks, you know, and every one it looks different, you know, and then we guys, so you know what I'm right. saying? It's like y'all you know, don't really uh, care for real, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like oh. you like my new hair. It's like I don't know. I cut my hair. It's like <laughs> I cut it like half an inch. Like, am I supposed to notice that? But, right. Uh, so what do you think is a Detroit trend? Like I say, I think I think in this city, uh, it's still blue collar, but we still like style. We like fashion, obviously, here. Yeah, uh, I mean, Detroit got a name for themselves in America. So yeah. what do you think? Like, So definitely, uh, you know, being, being <laughs> a little whatever your version of, of fashion and stylish is. Mm-hmm. Is some de- it is way more Detroit than some other places. Okay, you know, um, even in the high end places like New York and mm-hmm. you know, like a Detroiter when you go on vacations with most Detroiters, they're bringing way too many clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where you know I have to travel enough to know like, okay, I'm bringing way too many clothes because right. you're thinking like, all right, I may want to hit them with this, but then I may want to hit them with that. You know, I don't know. Whereas like, no, I'm I'm traveling minimalist. You know what I'm saying? Um, like as if as if the world's looking at me. So I think fashion plays a, a part of the Detroit uh, or the Detroit feel. Uh, along with fashion, you know, cars play a part of the mm-hmm. Detroit feel and. And another thing that's like big in Detroit culture, I would say is cars, clothes. Um, another part in the Detroit feel that's usual is we're comparable to when I go to other places, like just a style of cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying people aren't cool in other places because it's a Chicago cool, but like Detroiters. You know, like sometimes you can go up in places and it's like, yeah, this is Detroit like ever. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, they, they you know, the walk, Every Detroiter's the style, own, the, right, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, you had a rooftop, you know, you, you had a rooftop party and it's like, damn, it's like, these are celebrities in here. And then it's like, so what do you do? And it's like, I'm a bank teller. And it's like, I'm for real? It's like, you gotta be the flyest bank teller ever. And then at the job, they still fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, still that's fly. Like, yes. a Detroit style is, is that. Like, you, right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like even the way you know the the Detroit police officer or uh, sanitation worker mm-hmm. dresses. Like we all in high school, it's like you know the cool janitor. Like <laughs> it was that one. You know what I'm saying? It's like he just not you know tucking in his shirt and everything. Right. It's like he tucked in his shirt back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Got his pager on the hip and you know what I'm saying? He, little, he got the belt that's like. It's in fashion, but it's fly enough to know, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm bossing up out here. And it's like, that's the cool janitor dude. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. And he just can't just wear the uniform. You know what no, I'm saying? never. What you is know, that? Even, even at McDonald's, it's like, <laughs> you done freaked out the McDonald's outfit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it, it's 
it's like so Detroit. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, so like Detroit. When, when Fresh Prince flipped his uh, uh, blazer, the blazer inside mm. out, like it's like, yeah, that's something that a Detroiter would definitely do. For sure. They'd be For like, sure. I ain't rocking this burgundy. <laughs> I'm about to, you know. And that was what was so unique. You were there during this time when when the when the high schools all switched to from uh, like when we were in high school, we mm-hmm. could it was free Wear dress, whatever we wanted. Right? But then they switched to uniforms. So at first it was like strict, but the kids like slowly but surely mm-hmm. started freaking out the uniforms where it was almost like free dress again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, it's best as possible. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So it's like this is like on paper this is within uniform, but like you <laughs> know this ain't the uniform. <laughs> but you know that's that's real. Like you always got to find that gray area, and that's what I really love about like innovative people in fashion. You know. Mm-hmm. So, you, you ain't never lie. I'm gonna I'm accent all of the other stuff. The belt, the uh, the sock, like you know right. my socks. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna flood on purpose because you gotta see how I'm popping <laughs> off with these Gucci socks. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, you know you don't even got these. My uncle was out in uh, my right. uncle knew the people from Gucci directly, and he gave them these. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna just wear you know stun on them this homecoming week. You know, not necessarily <laughs> Spirit Day, but you know this is how exactly. I'm rolling. You know, and I'm. I don't wear these Cardis because, like, y'all wear Cardis. I wear Cardis because, you know, this is just the best thing for my vision. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. classic Detroit style, you know. Classic Detroit. So mm-hmm. much so. So, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, so this I is just, just want to I wanna do a, um, an association type of game, right? <laughs> okay. Like the first thing that comes to your head when I say either a landmark okay. or – a store or person, whatever. I just want to okay. know the first thing that comes to your head. It's like ten thousand uh, pyramid. That's like the big bucks, no whammies. <laughs> <laughs> no whammy. Okay. Okay. So, first thing, like I said, I don't want no ex- no long explanation. Yeah. I just want you first thing wrap it because you know when people get thinking about it, they'll say yeah. No, guess. I'm gonna right. give you the politically correct right. answer. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's like the African American struggle. <laughs> 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 doesn't uh, allow me to like <laughs> chili cheese fries. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so what's the first thing that comes to your head when you think about Joy Road? Uh, the Murder Mac. Okay, Murder Mac. Mm-hmm. First thing that comes to your head when you think about the phrase, what up though? Tone, uh, tone. Tone, tone, okay. First thing that comes to your head when you think about 8 Mile. Um... <laughs> Don't go cross it. <laughs> <laughs> what about Motown? Um, uh, Barry Gordy. Okay. That's real. That was a good one. I mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that. I thought you was going to say somebody else, like my favorite, Stevie Wonder. But anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shane Park. Hmm. Shane Park. Uh, sum- Summer Jam. Okay. Heart Plaza. Oh, uh, African World Festival. Okay. Henry the Hatter. Mm. Dapper. Dapper. Okay. That's real. The Avenue of Fashion. Hmm. <laughs> I think Rufus is simply casual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, automatic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Mm. Churches next to liquor stores. Hilarious. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> that's that's uh, such a staple in the city, isn't uh, yeah, it? I mean, you know. <laughs> Ford Motor Company. Hmm. Uh, Model T plant right there in Highland Park. Okay. Okay. So those are my 10 that I had. Okay. But yeah, because I just wanted to know, like, rapid fire what you Mm -hmm. think. Because a lot of those, of course, 
deal with the city and have some significance, especially like when you think about careers, people, reputations, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're part of, yeah, these landmarks, like we always say, you know, mm-hmm. I thought you was going to throw Belle Isle and it's like giant slide, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, <laughs> right. it's the point of reference. So, right. you know, if you meet a person that went to Belle Isle for the first time, like Gigi, mm-hmm. as an adult, mm-hmm. like you don't, you know, but when you're a kid, the giant slide is like, it's it's Cedar mm-hmm. Point, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, it's a different affinity already, right? you right. know, of going to Belle Isle. Because it's like, we're going to Belle Isle. It, you don't hear that as a child. You hear... Mm-hmm. I'm about to mess up these sneakers and, and scrape them with, <laughs> with yellow. <laughs> I'm about to burn myself because it's so hot. <laughs> see, you ain't know how to the ride the slide. Right? You didn't know how to ride the slide. You was that kid that was too afraid to go down by yourself. No, I went down the slide. You <laughs> with them little little sacks, those potato sacks. Like, it didn't matter if the slide was hot because you know you was going to bail out when it was hot. Yes. It's not shaded. You're going to get burned. Like, that's it. Yep. So, yep. good times. But, yes. But, but speaking of Belle Isle, have you been there lately? Like, mm-hmm. it's changed. Dramatically. Uh, mm-hmm. This is uh, a, a city resource was transitioned to a state resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state technically manages uh, Belle Isle now. It's a state park, mm-hmm. no longer a city park, uh, right. which uh, my godmother definitely will have a lot to say about this, Joanne Watson. But uh, I, I, I think Joanne. it still should be a city asset. Uh, I, I believe the city ran it very well. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's another one of those things, depending upon how you look at Belle Isle. Some people think Belle Isle and they think, oh, people dancing on top of cars at the mm-hmm. middle of the night. Some people think the giant slide. Some people think the the beach, you know, mm-hmm. which that's an asset that, like, I don't even really consider Belle Isle Beach. Mm-hmm. Don't people go and, it, and it's oh, fun? They got a water slide out. and all that stuff. Like, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't. It's like for real. And some people fish for real on Bella. Like it yeah. is in the culture of Detroit, it's a it's fishing groups that like can tell you, okay, at this time of the year you can get this and at that time of the year you can get that and mm-hmm. you gotta get off this pier because the stream is coming this way. So like, um I think the asset was great. I think it's uh it is something that is uh is something that should be brought back to the city. I wish the mm-hmm. state would share um probably give the the money that's already owed from mm-hmm. revenue sharing to the city so the city can run Belle Isle for itself because that's uh it's so much you can learn in park management as mm-hmm. I've had these discussions with the people that I know uh and then it was a zoo there it's the uh it's the the aquarium there uh the planetarium there these mm-hmm. are things that should be taught and passed down to our people to Detroiters for generations so mm-hmm. that they can learn you know get the amphitheater going back again this is that type of asset Mm -hmm. where people can learn you know uh you know if you're interested in zoology and stuff like that like i mean you start at that aquarium which has Mm -hmm. some rare fish for anywhere right you can learn some skill sets and then go from there to god knows where you know travel the world as you know in that world of zoology and stuff like that and you know amphitheater uh the other assets there the planetarium is this urban gardening movement is starting again i think that could be an asset used mm-hmm. to galvanize other things than like i'm growing food but flowers are just as important as flowers can be deterrents for certain insects right correct look you at know? you learning stuff from your yeah. garden okay yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, lavender. Like, exactly. Exactly. It's like peppermint. Turmeric. I'm trying to grow some elderberry now to build up that immune system. Right. So before I have to depart 
Um, I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Given your, your unconditional positive regard for the city and, and just your love for Detroit, if you had to have something erected in your honor, what would it be and why? Well, first, a, a classic Kari uh, statement, I would want it erected in other people's honor. Um, probably like my mom, grandma, some of the people over here that was on the block, like the mm-hmm. OGs and stuff. I would want like, I've been paying more attention to parks and trees in people's honor, but mm-hmm. I want like a woodcrafted statue okay. of of what I used to love the most was because of those Southern roots. They would get different vegetables and fruits at certain times of the year where they would sit on the porch and talk to each other mm-hmm. like as neighbors, like my grandma, Grandma Cook, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Mail next door. And then they just share. It's like, okay, I got these Georgia pecans. I got these, you know, mm-hmm. watermelon from Alabama. I got, mm-hmm. you know, these peaches from uh, from the bottom part of Georgia and all it. Like, that was such an interesting exchange mm-hmm. of looking at, to me, still, it's like, these are some country black folks. Mm-hmm. But in a city embracing the their roots, like, almost like it was them playing with their G.I. Joe. So I think, uh, like, a carving that could display those mm-hmm. relationships of those elders that were on my block mm-hmm. would be very interesting and something that would stand as like, you know, unique to me. The same mm-hmm. way like they they liked, um, you know, uh, you ever had my aunts big on these, like the the the, the black figurines of like the church mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. To me, it would be like the black <laughs> figurines of, and this is like a bad stereotype, of porch people. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, porch monkeys. It's like, <laughs> I would want some black figurines of of porch, of, of, of the back and forth, like um, relationship in my neighborhood of the elders. Okay. You know? Yep, porch politics. I yes, feel you. I like that's a better term for it. Yes, well, that that I I like what you're saying for sure. And along with the social entrepreneur workshop, I mean, or workbook rather, mm-hmm. maybe you need to do like a hip hop gardening type of situation. You know, I think that would that would be like a really mm-hmm. cool show that we could sell to a network. Like- I'd be like, brother, these the holes you need to be picking up. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, I don't know about the holes because then I'd be like <laughs> what, hedonism and gardening. <laughs> hedonism and gardening. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the holes with the, the actual tool. Good times. Um, so, <laughs> all right. The Play gardening words, tool, brother. Right. The gardening tool, brother. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I... Uh, Right. I don't know where that's going to mesh, but I'm sure it will mesh because, mm. yeah, for, for most people, growing growing any plant um, is unique. I, I would strongly urge people to, to try it or, or volunteer because yeah. just that process is – it's natural, like what Mufasa said in uh, in The Lion King. Like the circle of life, obviously, just shows you mm-hmm. the patience of so many things, like yeah. water, sunlight, and it's no fast. For- it, any tricks of trade of trade that you're looking to tr- fast forward, uh, well, in the long run, I don't want to say harm, but it could kill a whole crop by bringing in like the wrong type of nutrients mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. doing things like that. If you stick to the natural system and let it grow and let it progress. You know the 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 plants will adjust to the environment right. naturally, right. and that's what we always want to do. Uh, and, and in life, it's been like that too for me. Like I've always 
wanted to sometimes find the fast forward button, mm-hmm. the best thing is to play. You know, it's mm-hmm. no it's no stop, it's no pause, no fast forward, no rewind. If you let it play out, the the best opportunities start presenting themselves. That's real, and I just have to say, like when we were laughing about your hip hop and gardening, mm-hmm. I could just imagine you with some buffs and like hilarious <laughs> gardening too. A, like Gucci, I got a all Gucci the belt, <laughs> <laughs> a Gucci belt, right. and some red red locks. Like people be like, like, I'm about to get in that garden. He's out here right. getting money. He getting it. <laughs> the getting money garden. It's like, right. no. it's like let's do it. Right, <laughs> got all the green. Like we can play off of all of that. Exactly. It's like what what are you doing over here? Oh, what the, good times. What in the world is this? It'd be like some it'd be like a hippie group that like this is not what gardening is is not Uh, what gardening is supposed to represent you have demeaned (sighs) demeaned connecting with the earth right (laughs) so it's so good but all right so in closing for real because i gotta get to this barbecue um what do you want people to know about detroit is different um I want people to know that Detroit is different. It's it's art in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I guess like my role models in life of what I view as success. Definitely my father as a CPA. And um, I've seen, and, and the reason I look to my father and my grandfather so much, but especially my father, because I grew up with them. I saw what the journey in entrepreneurship is, what that success takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, grandfather, and just knowing more of his story and seeing what I did see, same thing. But like Tyree Garten and Malik Yakini are two people I look to and I say, okay, these are variations of success, especially with Malik Yakini, because I've seen the journeys of mm-hmm. Baba Malik from Black Star Bookstore in Sorma uh, when he was a teacher at Aisha Shule, uh, you know, Detroit Food Security Network. Like it takes time. So mm-hmm. I-, I want people to know that this is art in motion. And mm-hmm. as that time creates, maybe, you know, let's join, let's 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 create together. But what we create let's be intentional in in the process as opposed mm-hmm. to being intentional for some type of outcome. Okay. You know, let's not necessarily focus on, you know, we need to get you a half a million dollar grant or we need to get you, uh, you know, 50,000 followers or whatever. Let's just stay intentional in purpose. Mm-hmm. And those successes and opportunities will come abundantly as opposed to if we stay so focused on what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're limiting what we see as success. And when we limit what we see as success, it's only going to naturally lead us to disappointment right. or failure. True. Where can people tune in to Detroit is different? Uh, all the places that you're looking at us now on, you know, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you if you just happen to know me uh, you, that way, YouTube, uh, all the different places, you know, the, the, the different website, platforms. Say. Yeah. The website, Detroit is different dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit is different dot net. Like if you can find just it's Googleable. You know, and then if it's not Googleable, you know, come on out to a lot of studio one, six, three, four, Clement Street, Detroit, Michigan, four, eight, two, three, eight. It's two doors away from the incubator space and next door to where I live. So, like, I mean, it's it's easy to find. All right. Thank you, Kari. And thank you, Gigi. 
I am sure your air signing off. Thank you. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.